With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. Today is Friday and we're just over 24 hours from Liverpool versus Aston Villa at Anfield. A game that a couple of weeks ago wouldn't have been as significant. But now that Aston Villa are managed by Steven Gerrard, the hype around the game builds. It's the first time Gerrard returns to Anfield as a manager of opposition since his decision to move into management in 2018. Obviously spent three and a half years at Rangers before taking over from Dean Smith at Villa. So far, he has overseen three wins in his four games in charge. Victories over Brighton, Crystal Palace, started a good run for Gerrard, gave him confidence, gave his team confidence to show what they were all about. Defeat to Manchester City came after a spirited, spirited display where they almost took a draw. And then last time out, they beat Brendan Rodgers Leicester. Two goals to one, coming from behind to win that game. Now, Gerrard is joined by Gary McAllister and most importantly, Michael Beale in the dugout. Michael Beale is the one seen as the real tactician of the group. Gerrard seen as a kind of a development coach and a man manager. Somebody who can connect with players, somebody who can inspire players to work hard and get better every single day. And it has worked for them. It worked at Rangers. They were aided and abetted by Celtic deciding to go into self-destruct mode. But Gerard built a team slowly over three years and won the Scottish Premier League or Scottish Premiership, it might be called now. Who cares? It's Scotland. But he has come to Aston Villa. He has started well. Whether it's new manager bounce or something else, we will see in time. But Villa will certainly arrive at Anfield confident that they can get a result, playing good football. And Gerard won't be in any way awed by the occasion because, well, he's Steven Gerrard. He's been there and seen it all. Villa have some injury problems. Bertrand Traore is out. Leon Bailey is out. Trezeguet, who got injured at Anfield last season, still not 100% after the ACL tear. Matt Target is expected to play. Danny Ings is expected to be back on the bench. And Morgan Sanson will have a late fitness test, but should be fine. We're in all likelihood looking at Emmy Martinez in goal, Matt Cash at right back, Matty Target at left back, Konza and Mings in the middle. In midfield, there are some question marks over what Gerrard will do. We know that John McGinn will be there. It's likely that Marvellous Nakamba keeps his place as the number six. And the third spot will probably be Douglas Louise, but it could well be Jalen Ramsey, who's impressing more and more as he gets opportunities. Gerrard does have some decent midfield options. If Sanson is fit, he would be an option. Carney Chukwameka would be an option, one of the most talented young midfielders in the country. Up front, 
with Bailey out, with Traore out, and with Ings out, Gerard doesn't have great options. Now, he could use Ramsey in the front three. He's done that already. He could use Anwar El Ghazi off one wing, Emi Buendia off the other, and then Ollie Watkins as his number nine. Watkins obviously has had great success against Liverpool last year at Villa Park in that freak result. And I'm sure there are certain Liverpool defenders who would very much like another crack at him. One Virgil van Dijk springs to mind. Liverpool have some injuries as well, obviously. Bobby is still out. Curtis is still out. And Harvey Elliott is still out. Nat Phillips has joined the injury list. He has a fractured cheekbone sustained during a clash of heads with Zlatan late in the game during the week. Nat's expected to miss four to five weeks. So he'll be back in January. In all likelihood, he has played his last game for Liverpool. You would expect him to be sold in January. He wants to go and play. There are a number of clubs in the Premier League who are desperate for defensive help. I am squarely looking at Newcastle United. There may even be one or two teams at the top end of the championship who think one good investment now could really give us that last bit of last bit of a push we need to get back into the Premier League. Bournemouth would be a decent fit for him. Fulham, perhaps. Those are the clubs that will have the money to spend. West Brom, don't know what their financial situation is, but they could definitely use some help at centre-back. They are in the playoff mix. And it could be a fit for Nash. West Ham have been linked. I don't think they'll look at Nash. Burnley have been linked. He would strike you as a Burnley-type player until you actually look into how Burnley centre-backs play. And maybe Nat's lack of speed, lack of maybe nous might cause him some trouble going there. Remember, Nat's played very little despite being 24, pushing 25. But I think there are there is a move for him. Newcastle would be the obvious one. They are desperately in need of help at the back. Other injuries. Diogo Jota potentially out for this one. He hasn't trained since Wolves. And Klopp said he felt something after the Wolves game. And he hasn't trained yet. But maybe he can train today. He said that this morning. So that training session is ongoing. Maybe Diogo ch- trains and maybe he's okay to play. If not, Divock is fit. There were some doubts over his fitness, but he is now back in full training, and Divock will be available. So perhaps we see Salah, Divock, and Mane as the front three. You certainly wouldn't begrudge Divock the start after two goals and two games, and I think a good performance all round against AC Milan. This is an exciting game. It's an opportunity for us to right a wrong from last season, which is important. It's an opportunity for us to continue to establish ourselves as real title contenders. We're one point off City, one ahead of Chelsea. You want to keep that momentum up. You want to stay very, very tight on the heels of City, put pressure on them. 
can't allow them to open up any type of gap because they are exceptionally good at leading from the front. You look at the 17-18 season, they went top in week five and nobody touched them from there on. Last season, they went top for the first time after week 20 and nobody touched them from there on. In the 18-19 season, Liverpool really did pressure them and obviously it went right down to the wire. And if they hadn't strung together a great run of results at the end of the season, we would have nipped them for the title. You don't want to fall behind City in a title race by any kind of gap because they're great at leading from the front. You look at 17-18, they went top after five weeks. They never got caught. They ran away with the title. Last season, they went top for the first time after 20 weeks and never got caught and ran away with the title. 18-19 is the only season they've been pushed when they've won the title. But once they got clear, we were always you know, in the passenger seat, always playing catch-up to them for that last 10 or 11 games. City have never gone top at this point in a season or later and been caught. So it does speak to how consistent they are, how good they are, obviously, and how well-managed they are. Pep likes to play them down, pretend they're some plucky underdog. They're not. They're one of the best teams in the world at playing with a lead. So you can't afford them any kind of space. You can't afford them any kind of gap. We have to win this game this weekend. Jurgen Klopp's done his press conference. Some idiot decided to ask him, could Steven Gerrard or will Steven Gerrard manage Liverpool? What answer do you expect him to say? Of course he's going to say yes. What kind of fool journalist sits in a press conference, gets one question, and that's what they ask. Like, take that person's credentials off them and boot them out the room. Absolute clowns. Um, let's move around the main Liverpool sites. Sadio Mane Air admits several options as Liverpool can transfer, Liverpool can sign 49.5 million transfer target. This player would be Kingsley Coleman. There are some similarities in this game to Sadio but the one thing that's not good about Kingsley Coleman is his track record of staying fit Kingsley Coleman has been an injury prone player for much of his career and I do think that would rule him out as a potential target for Liverpool because one thing you know about Sadio he's pretty much unbreakable he rarely misses time and when he does, he's back very, very quick. Jurgen Klopp, Jurgen Klopp has to thwart one Liverpool dream, but his old club can offer a transfer solution. Despite Kareem Onziwo's dream to play for Liverpool, the club should pursue a transfer for one of his teammates at Mines, the former club of Jurgen Klopp. Um yeah, well, Anziwo is, I think he's 29, and he's a fairly run-of-the-mill Bundesliga bottom-half kind of player. A uh, decent player, but not somebody we'd be looking at. Uh, but this piece suggests Jonathan Burkhardt as a potential Liverpool signing. Again, I would struggle to get on board with that one. Decent player, 
but he's 21. He hasn't shown enough yet for me to suggest that he's one we should be looking at. You know, you're looking at a guy who hasn't really done enough, I don't think, to warrant a club like Liverpool coming in for him. I don't think he's one we'd look at at this point. Maybe down the line, maybe if he develops. But for now, I I certainly think he's one to stay where he is uh, or maybe move up within the Bundesliga. Liverpool can hijack 30 million Arsenal transfer plan to secure Afghan, Afghan cover and Mohamed Salah air. Uh, this is a piece about Dejan Kulusevski. Allegedly, Juventus are open to a sale. He would be a very interesting addition for us. Big, powerful winger, good speed, good dribbler, can score goals, pretty aggressive. Could potentially play a little bit deeper. His season at Parma was was really impressive. Um, moved on to Juventus. Maybe a little bit too early for him, but I didn't think he was too bad last season. This season he's not had a great run. He doesn't seem to have the full confidence of Allegri, but he's certainly someone that I would be interested in Liverpool bringing in if the price is right. I don't think there'd be any question over his ability to adapt to the Premier League, I think he'd be a more a, a more natural fit than many of the ones we've seen linked before. Um, Liverpool can edge Manchester United in bargain eight mil transfer race by offering the Harvey Elliott path. This is about Ricardo Pepe, the young American who wants to move to Europe in January. And um, Liverpool have been strongly linked. Could make a lot of sense. Liverpool can steal Champions League transfer from Real Madrid, exposing 7 million Manchester City error. Liverpool might need to find a backup to Trent if Nico Williams move on. Man City via Sporting CP could provide the solution. So this player is Pedro Porro, who's a very, very talented player. Now, the issue here is he's not actually available. Sporting have him on a two-year loan. They've got an option to buy him at the end of it for, I think, 7.2, 7.3 million. And they're not going to take 7 million for him. They're going to want 20 to 25. He was outstanding for them last year. In their title win. He's playing well again this year. Very, very good going forward. Questionable defensively. But very, very good going forward. Um, It looks like Liverpool will miss out on Kareem Adeyemi. He allegedly is set to sign for Borussia Dortmund. So, it's a shame. But there's other players out there. He might not have been... A great addition at this point anyway, considering his age, he might have taken some time to adapt. And Liverpool will be looking more along the lines of players who can come in and have an immediate impact. Um, This is Anfield has plenty of pre-match stuff, plenty of Steven Gerrard coverage. Worth your while giving those a read. Um, There is also uh, the media wrap-up piece, asking price set for Nat Phillips. According to 
Paul Gorst in the Echo, they Liverpool would consider offers in the region of twelve million. That's down from the fifteen they were looking at in the summer. And three players who are being linked to the club. Uh Florian Newhouse, that's an ongoing one. Dennis Zakaria, he's obviously on a free um in the summer, so he could be available cheap in January. And Jonathan David, allegedly Lille are looking for somewhere in the region of forty-five to fifty million pounds for him. Which, you know, I mean that's kind of Diogo Jota money, which would be fair enough. I think that'd be fine. On AnfieldIndex.com, there is an article up from Stephen Smith. Rob Jones, an exceptional fullback. If you grew up in the 90s, you grew up loving Rob Jones. Until Trent, Rob Jones was the best right back I'd seen us have, other than Marcus Babel pre-illness. Now, Marcus Babel was on a different level. He was already a world-class player when we signed him. Maybe one of the very few already world-class players we'd ever signed up until Klopp arrived. But Rob Jones was absolutely outstanding for years and years, right back, left back, full back or wing back. A great player. Great defensively, good going forward, couldn't score a goal to save his life, but was good at absolutely everything. He made his debut at Old Trafford and put Ryan Giggs in his pocket. If he had never had the injury issues, Gary Neville would have about four England caps. About four. But when you see some of the dross that's played for us at right back over the years and at left back, you do wish that another Rob Jones would come along. We signed him from Crew for 400,000. He might be the best signing of the Sunes era. A brilliant, brilliant player. Such a shame he had those injuries because he could do everything as a fullback. Um, Podcast-wise, there is plenty of new stuff up. The latest scouted is there. Self and Carl talking to Sam Ty from Ranks FC. The latest rival recon, Harry, is joined by Conan Doherty from the Villa podcast uh, to have a chat about Saturday's game. Mulby on the spot, the formidable Reds, Jan and Trev, have a look at the games against Milan and Wolves and a look ahead to the Villa game at the weekend. The latest under pressure is there if you want to give that a listen. The free side will have the new Anfield Index podcast tonight. Um, Trev and crew are recording this evening, so it will be out tonight. So do check that out. That's all from me today, folks. Thank you, as always. I will speak to you on Monday. Enjoy your weekends. Up the Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.